Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. We got guys winning awards. We've got new stadiums possibly being built. There's a hell of a lot going on, and you can listen to it all during It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. The Browns have swept the NFL honors. Stefanski, Garrett, Flacco, Schwartz, they're all taking home the hardware. Daryl Ryder and Andy Bass can talk about it all during their podcast, and you know its name. It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Subscribe now at 923thefan.com or on the absolutely positively free Odyssey app. Let's go to the hotline. Brought to you by Shab and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. It's the dangerous one, Daryl Ryder, who joins us this morning. Hello, Daryl. Good morning, guys. Daryl, dealer's choice. Do you want to talk about the stadium stuff first, or do you want to talk about the awards first? I'd say the awards. That was a hell of a night for the Cleveland Browns. Good for them. Which one was most surprising? Um, I- I'm going to say Schwartz winning assistant uh, coach wow. of the year. Mm. Over yeah. Flacco? Yeah, um, I... Because... Look, I vote for uh, the pro football writers, and I voted for Flacco over DeMar Hamlin um, simply because Joe had a bigger impact on the field than DeMar Hamlin did for as great and moving of a story that was him coming back from that cardiac arrest to make the Bills roster be a special teamer for that uh, team. Um, I just felt that Flacco's story was so fun and compelling, and it's one that we're going to tell our grandkids about. Um, so I, you know, I voted for him, and I'm obviously looking at some of the reaction from last night. Hmm. Not a lot of people are happy that happened, but uh, you know, my gut told me that Demar was going to be the sentimental uh, favorite and winner, and um, you know, but. Um, yeah, he got good, more first place all votes. The award winners. He got Demar actually got more first place votes, which I thought was yeah. interesting too. Yeah, the uh, well, I mean, Stefanski winning Coach of the Year was not a surprise to me. Uh, what was a surprise is how close that was. Yeah, he won. You know, they tied points wise, one sixty five, but he had one more uh, first place vote than Ryan's did. And look, what Ryan's did in, in Houston was fantastic them uh, rallying to win their division, but uh, nobody dealt with what Kevin Stefanski had to deal with this past season. Like, it's not even close. 15 season-ending injuries, uh, you know, four different starting quarterbacks due to injury. I know they put five on the field, but the last one, that you know, that was an organizational uh, decision there uh, in in, uh, the final week of the season. But... Um, and to have four different quarterbacks win football games, they the only team to beat the number one seeds in both conferences um, uh, to, to make the playoffs. So, uh, And these are regular season awards. Obviously, if you factored in the postseason, then I would flip my vote and I would give it to Ryan's because of the, the wild card results. But it is a regular season award, and, and Kevin Stefanski really deserved to win it. 
I, w- I was surprised uh, that each of them won in my own little way. Uh, I thought it was bizarre. I saw the... Uh, it's amazing. They show Joe Flacco. He walks up to the podium, and as he's walking over the podium, they show Baker Mayfield, and then they're yeah. showing behind Joe Flacco the highlights of Joe Flacco's play with the Browns. They go, this is a really a bizarre situation going on here, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I hope we're all paying attention to everything going on around us for a moment. Uh, with Miles Garrett, though, winning Defensive Player of the Year, your thoughts on T.J. Watt holding his own pity party on social media? <laughs> you know what? Um, first of all, you already won it. Okay, so stop crying. Um, you know, I, I was amused by, uh, some of the reaction, but I just, yeah, I, that's a typical whiny stealer. What do you want? (laughs) Daryl, tough talking. (laughs) Daryl has walked on into the room here. Go ahead. Spencer German in for Anthony Lyme. Daryl, how much do you think these awards from last night, and to, especially to sweep them the way they did and bring them all four that they were that they had nominees for, just what does it truly mean to the organization? Because we know they're going to downplay that type of stuff, the individual accolades. Kevin Stefanski did that in the little video he put out. But yeah. given where this franchise used to be, last night has to speak to something, no? Yeah, it speaks to the respect that the Browns uh, have earned nationwide because these – Awards, they're the official league-recognized awards voted on by uh, media members uh, for the Associated Press nationwide. So, you know, this isn't a situation where, you know, everyone in Cleveland voted for the Browns. Like, this was this is nationwide. And so I, I think it speaks to the level of respect that the organization uh, and, and players have garnered. Look, Miles Garrett won Defensive Player of the Year, and he didn't finish in the top five in sacks. That's almost unheard of uh, for that particular award, similar to the MVP, right? The MVP now is basically the best quarterback on the best team. That That's what that award now has become. And, and it, look, Lamar Jackson, abs- he got my vote for the Pro Football Writers. I voted for Lamar. Absolutely deserving. But I, but that's what that award is is now, right? Um so uh, that speaks to just how great of a player uh, not only Miles Garrett is, but how he is perceived nationwide that he can not finish in the top five in sacks and yet take home uh, that particular award. Uh, so um, that's what I think it says that the you know the, the the clown show that the Browns used to be before the arrival of Kevin Stefanski and uh, Andrew Barry is starting to become a distant memory nationwide, which is a good thing. That's wonderful. Daryl Ryder joining us here. Hey, real quick, when it comes to Joe Flacco, like I'm filling out the Browns offseason record, and so far I got five events. I have Bill Callahan leaves to coach with his son, which is a loss. Yes. And then I had Miles Garrett, Kevin Stefanski, Jim Schwartz, win, 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 on their wins uh, for the awards. But I got Joe Flacco wins comeback player of the year. Should I put that as a win, or should I put that as a loss, or should I keep it off because – Joe Flacco probably ain't going to be here next year. I was going to say, why Why is that even a question for you? Absolutely, that's a win. Okay, I'm just making sure, damn it. I mean, it's not It's not just my – I'm not the official officiant of this. Yeah, I mean, you anybody are. Can, yeah, but anybody can give me their opinion on it, and it'll be weighed in heavy. I decided to put it as a win. Why not? That absolutely should be a win. There yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. All right, there we go. I are. mean, the, look, when's the last time the Browns got positive recognition? Think about that. Like, at least it, on, on this scale – I can't That's remember. Yeah. I, I really can't. Um, it, it's wonderful. It's wonderful that people recognized what they were able to accomplish, uh, the wild card result notwithstanding. But, 
you know, what they were able to accomplish in the regular season, all the adversity that they faced to still accomplish that, uh, that that was a special season. Uh, and, and, you know, we all get wrapped up in the final end result and championship or bust type of uh, uh, mentality. Uh, you know, those seasons in the late 80s were, were a lot of fun for Browns fans. But what do people remember? The drive, the fumble, losing to John Elway three straight times in, in the AFC championship game, right? That, that's what those teams are remembered for. And those were some great, fun, entertaining Brown seasons. So I really hope that Browns fan will remember this season for how fun, entertaining, and special it was and not the fact that they lost in the wild card round. Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, joining us on the show. Daryl, shifting gears to the stadium conversation after everything that unfolded yesterday, you had a war of words, if you will. I, I want to off sort of I off had the, a war of words? No, I the, think he's the, talking I'm about the situation the, was a war not, not of words you, between the not city you. and like, yeah. the, the, the oh, team gotcha, and the city. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I've had minute. many <laughs> wars of words with Daryl Ryder. <laughs> So's Lima, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> What's more important in your eyes, Daryl? A stadium downtown or a dome stadium? Dome. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's not even close. It's a dome. Um, first of all, there, there's not many of those in the Midwest. Number one, number two, um, the hotels are still going to be full. Uh, There's only so many hotels here and you're going to be able to attract more, uh, large scale events, possibly a a men's final four pot. You can put in a bid for a a super bowl and the economic impact of those two events alone. I mean, we're going to have the women's final four here. Uh, in a little over uh, a month or so, and the economic impact on Northeast Ohio just for having that event and how popular women's college basketball is is enormous for the region. So, yeah, I, I think having a don't look. With all due respect, Browns fans don't treat game days like Guardians and Cavalier fans, okay? Um 
the vast majority, there are some that do the pregame bar hopping and stuff like that. Obviously, we have our great tailgate that we do on West 6, which is uh, highly successful. And, you know, we appreciate all the fans to come out for that. But the vast majority of fans, they go to the parking lot, park their car, grill their hot dogs and burgers, drink their beer, go to the game. When the game is over, they wobble back to their cars and go home. So... It, it, it's it's a little different. Whereas you go to a Guardians game or a Cavs game or an event at Rock and Mortgage Fieldhouse, you're you know you're going out to eat and maybe you're stopping at one of the the downtown shops and, and things like. It's just it's a different culture. So for those that are clutching their pearls over the thought that the Browns might leave downtown, which by the way they're literally moving, they would be moving across the the city boundary, literally where this land is. Well, like, <laughs> it's, well, it, it, and oh, by the way, that felt uh, like it was almost like a troll thing too. Like, hey, it, it, like, is it right a bad there. time to mention that the city of Cleveland traded that particular plot of land for the IX center years and years and years ago? I just, you know, again, I don't want to let facts get in the way of pearl clutching. Oh, that was here. ours. <laughs> that yeah, was Cleveland's. Like, that, that, don't you remember the big IX Center trade? Yeah, Cleveland re- traded for the IX Center. I don't remember. This is why, Daryl, you are the most up to up 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 to date on all this information. And boozed up the last how many years, Daryl? You think I'm going to remember that? <laughs> well, thank you for making my point for me, Ken. No, I didn't remember it all, uh, Daryl. I do have to say, I I would like it to be downtown. Well, um, you know what? I'd like to win the lottery, but you know, the, there's only so much money to go around, and um, there's still a chance that they could stay downtown. This doesn't mean that they're they're going there. They're they're creating what they're doing is they're creating a plan B. Plan A is to renovate the current stadium for one to one point two billion dollars. Okay, uh, the Browns don't own the building, so they're not going to foot a hundred percent of the cost, but they are willing to uh, fund hundreds of millions of dollars of the cost. And that is a message that Roger Goodell conveyed to not only Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, but various other uh, political figures that happened to be uh, in town for that December 17th game against the Bears. And uh, the, the Haslam's are willing to spend even more money if they build the dome, uh, you know. So, um, it, uh, you know, for how based on conversations that I, I've had over the last year plus about this whole thing, um, I mean, this potentially, if they build a new dome, it could potentially be one of the largest private uh, contributions from an NFL owner for a facility in the National Football League. A lot of these other buildings are, you know, 80, 90 percent publicly funded here. So um, but yeah, I mean, of course, you'd like to stay downtown. There's, there's nowhere to build downtown. Well, part right of it, now. I understand that, Daryl, and you're, you're right. But part of it's like, man, like I, I get that there's two sides, and it should be talked about, and it should be debated. We're talking about public funds here and public Absolutely. space. Absolutely. But at the same time, it's like, all right. And I, I quoted Dick Fegler earlier, of all people. God rest <laughs> his soul. But because I don't think people are expecting me to quote Dick Fegler at, at uh, it's seven in the morning on a right. on a Friday morning. But when he's talking about when he's giving interviews and he's talking about, hey, Cleveland on paper would be bigger than New York and Paris. It, it tells you something like, am I actually going to get something downtown built? Like, well, it's like, well, if they can't have the football stadium, then maybe they'll have a soccer stadium or something like that. And I'm going, yeah, coulda, woulda, shoulda. How many different things have we planned here over the last hundred years that haven't really come to fruition here? And am I just going to get really an extension of the Burke? This is, this is the price being paid for that building not being built correctly in the first place. Well, we had to uh, hurry up because I wanted to make sure we got a football team. Right. Exactly. And, in, and when that place. building opened in 1999, it was obsolete. 
And, um, you know, the Haslam's did a nice job in the, with the 2014-15 renovation to try and, you know, bring it up to date. But, but the reality is to do the large-scale events that they would like to bring to the city of Cleveland, they're going to need something with a roof over it. it, it that's just the, the reality. Um, and, you know, we're going to find out this fall, right? Uh, you got a concert September 13th. Browns can't play on Sunday because they had the concert, right? Well, if you had it home, wouldn't be an issue. Can have the concert Friday night, and Browns can play on Sunday, and then you can have another concert Monday night. Like, it's just, it, you just have better flexibility with your, it's basically Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse mm. on a much larger scale. And look at all the events that they have in that building. It gets used almost 300 days out of the year. Uh, and I'm not saying that this dome would be, you know, would the, we you know, would be, but you know, <laughs> would we have enough space for one of those, uh, like field trays yeah. that they have in Arizona and in Las Vegas, 176 acres. You can do a lot with, could we do uh, it with our climate? Or we would have to put yeah. an attached greenhouse on it or something no, like that. No, you, 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 the technology's here to, to do something like that. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, like, and you, have you seen some of the 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 field uh, mechanisms that they have in Europe for their soccer stadiums? They literally have press a button and the fields fold, literally drop down and fold up and are like stacked under the stadium. It, it's and they have growing lights and like it. It's fascinating the the technology that's out there, but. Technology costs money, <laughs> so yeah. keep that keep yeah. that aspect in mind, Ken. Daryl, I'm curious if this pending uh, purchase for the Haslam's that we know hasn't officially gone through yet, and like I said, the war of words, if you will, that kind of went on between the two sides yesterday. Yeah, should that make us weary that this is a sign negotiations maybe aren't going well? No, uh, uh, look, I, I think it's a sign that the the Browns are putting together an option if the renovation doesn't go through. Now, my understanding is that the conversations have not moved far enough down the tracks right now. Um, they've had productive talks, but they're just not far enough in the process here. And they got to get moving. <laughs> the yeah. lease is up at the end of 2028. Uh, basically, here's where we're at. By the end of the year, we should know where the Cleveland Browns are going to play football in 2029. It's either going to be on the lakefront or it's going to be on that plot of land next to the airport. Um, this is a big, big year for the Browns and that decision-making process. Um, and so, no, I, I don't think it's a sign that, you know, the relationship between the team and the city is in dire straits or anything like that. This is just good business practice. Um, you know, you, you, when you're deciding where you're going to operate, you know, you, okay, do we stay here? This is what's going to take to stay here. And if we need to move, well, we got to come up with some options if we have to move. That's all the Browns are doing here. There's no guarantee that th this is this could still fall through out by the airport and they never buy the land or they could buy the land and the city comes through with the renovation and then they can just, you know, sell the land or whatever. Like, th this, this is far from a done deal. But um, the thought of them building a dome right next to the airport is – is really, really appealing considering what the city wants to do uh, to that airport, and that's going to cost its uh, in and of itself $3 billion. So I give you a, a renovated football stadium on the lakefront for a little over a billion dollars and three more billion dollars to rebuild an airport. Daryl Ryder, brought to you by Scheibman Jewelers. Daryl, thank you for the time. Thanks, Daryl. You bet, guys. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 